the one thing I love about professional wrestling is that I learn new things every week. Apparently, NXT UK is a black and red brand. Hello, everyone. It's Draped and Glow. My name is Lobo Boys, and I want to thank you so much for rocking with me across the ring and across the pond. The only show that goes live right after NXT UK. We break down, down that show and also the Tuesday Night Delight NXT Prime. And if you're watching right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch, questions, comments, concerns in the chats, we'll definitely read them on the air. But as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by the guy you may have seen with the Wrestling Inc. Raw After Show and some of the after shows for AEW content. Leave the week host and champion wrestling from Hollywood on the local versions. Give it up for the man himself, the real Jack Farm. What a show we had today. I always feel a little biased, but maybe it's because we're coming in right off the heels of everything happening. I mean, we'll get into the details, but a history-making episode of NXT UK. And if you're one of the people that watch this show and wait for us to get to NXT Prime, I don't necessarily blame you, but you missed a doozy. Yes, you did. Go back and see on that peacock if you're in this country because they don't upload things live. Shade, uh, our main event, man, it was amazing. Mikko Sadamora versus Kaylee Ray, the forever champion. I always tell you, it's the kiss of death when you say you're going to have it forever. Had an absolute classic, a match that goes over 20 minutes, but the result means this. Brand new champion, the landscape has shifted. Jack Farmer, tell me how and why and and also who? Mikos Adamora? What? Yes. First, first of all, the kiss of death when you say you're going to have the title forever. She yeah. damn near did have it forever. What do you mean the kiss of death? Everything, everything ends eventually, but I think she still made pretty good on that promise of yeah. being forever. I still I give it. I, I think we round up and we say she was the champion forever. That's what, what? I say. <laughs> He doesn't round. <laughs> all the dynasties and ancient like times. He's like, oh, who rounded up? They're all forever. So we're we're just gonna round round <laughs> up here. So, uh, listen. Uh, first, before we get into to Mako Satomura, which deserves all the talk and, and all the the chat today, because she is the new NXT champion. Hey. But uh, I I want to talk real quick and just give a big shout out to Kaylee Ray, someone who did something. So incredible, held on to that title for so long through a time period that must have been so difficult to be the champion. She did it. She held it through that whole time. And she didn't just hold it by hiding in a closet somewhere and <laughs> hoping that no one found her. She went after the very best on the brand and in the very best in the world. Mako Satomura didn't come to NXT UK just because she had no other options. She came there because Kaylee Ray proved she is the very best women's champion in wrestling. And Mako wanted to challenge herself again. And as someone who's challenged herself across continents, across decades, I think that just deserves a big tip of the hat to Kaylee Ray and all that she accomplished. Uh, you know, it's it's a sad day. She's lost the title, but it's something unpredictable. But in the end, it's right. You know, uh, no, no, you gotta finish the song now. Finish the line. Go ahead. Go ahead. I hope you had the time Go of your life. life. Hey, <laughs> I will remember you. <laughs> She's not dead. Look. Okay, you, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll be a man. I'll admit where I'm wrong. When Kelly Ray won that title, when they beat one of my favorites of all time, Tony Storm, I was a little bit miffed. 
I had to screw face, as they say. I didn't believe Kaylee Ray was worthy of that championship. And I'll tell you one thing, after today, even before today, I was wrong. There is something about having something that you want to see get beat. It is absolutely classic. And Kaylee Ray was that character. But when it came down to the ring, when it came down to being able to hit those hard-hitting moves, she totally stepped up in my eyes. And maybe I wasn't looking in the right spots. And maybe I am just a flawed fan. But I have all the respect in the world for the Kaylee Ray, the 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 forever champion. Like you're saying quotes now, asterisks now. Well, it's um, I, again, and also I'd mentioned I want to give a shout out to uh, to Mako Satomura, obviously the 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 final boss, the best in the world, becoming the champion. And this was a match where if you'd never seen Mako before and you watch this match, all of those nicknames, all of those things we call her start to make sense. It starts to click and you start to get why we call her that. She yeah. was so good, so talented, so on point. And of course, being skilled in the ring is one thing, but being skilled when you're taking the kind of beatings she was taking and still just showing that fighting spirit, but never wavering from her game plan, never wavering from what she needed to do. That's what a real champion is, someone who gets hit in the face, but can still hold on to that game plan, still stay calm, still do what she needs to do. And when I say stay calm, I mean, I'm not saying she was totally right. zen. I mean, she fired up quite a bit but i mean not losing her focus not losing what she needed to do mako just a true champions champion and especially a true champions champion today that is absolutely true the women's division main eventing nxc uk with a classic itself and and even though the landscape has changed quite a bit because i'm pretty sure killary will have at least one more opportunity in that channel title i'm not sure what the rematch rule is in the united kingdom i gotta say this one person i know is probably backstage stewing plotting her name is Ava Valkyrie. She has one loss, and this is against the current United Kingdom Women's Champion. I would assume she'd be the presumptive number one contender. Am I wrong? I would think so. I would definitely think so. She has to be. Uh, she's got one loss on her record. Uh, of course, it is to Mako. So I think if you're Mako, she's someone you look at as saying, hey, you deserve another shot. Someone like Kaylee Ray also deserves another shot. I don't necessarily believe in free uh, automatic rematches as – uh, so it's, uh, it's something that I think that I, I don't, I, let me, let me rephrase this. I don't necessarily believe in automatic rematches for the sake of an automatic rematch. But what I do believe is that when someone proves to be as dominant as Kaylee Ray is adding one loss to the loss column does not put you out of title contention. You still deserve to be there. You still have that right so I think she a rematch definitely makes sense, especially since Kaylee Ray has a win over Mako. Uh, what I would like to see, though, just because I like to see as many fights as possible, I say <laughs> we have uh, Valkyrie versus Kaylee Ray finally happen, and we let those two decide who the next challenger is. Yeah, I, I think that would be the next course of action. I'm on board for that, and I agree with you. There's a lot to be said about United Kingdom, NXT UK. These main events, when given the time, do have these takeover feels, and you probably add that to the pile of the Walter matches we've seen in that brand as being must-see wrestling classics. Whether or not you are have brand affinity for WWE or NXT, I think as a wrestling match, just what we saw here was at stake. It definitely felt... Uh, it was more than just a championship. So I wrote this down in my notes, and I, maybe I'm, I'm just 
I don't have it fully formulated, but maybe you can help me out with this. I said in NXT brands, but especially UK, has found a way to make each division's championship as prestigious as possible. I'm not sure how you felt about that. True, false? Am I overstepping my bounds here? I agree. I agree. And it's, it's just presentation. And what's so special about NXT UK, and I've said something like this before, but I think it deserves reiterating, is that when you compare them to some of the other brands under the WWE umbrella, they clearly don't have the same resources as a SmackDown with all of its screens all across the building and its levels of pyro and everything else they can do. Yet NXT UK still makes sure to present everything as important as can't miss. And every single person who comes out there is a devastating challenger. So anytime you see a matchup, anytime you see someone talk on a microphone, any type of vignettes you see, you know it's important. And that just makes the titles they fight for even more so because it's the very best of the very best in a brand that is just as hard-hitting and tough to be successful in as any brand in any sport. You're absolutely right. But speaking of tough, Symbiosis had a match today as well. Uh, your boy Eddie Dennis, Primate, and T-Bone. Had a match against Dan Maloney, Manny Wild, and well, I know you're a big Eddie Dennis fan. I know you're excited to see that guy, and I'm just not. Uh, let's talk about this one for a bit. Looks like Symbiosis are finding their groove in a match against a very, very formidable team in Maloney and Wild. But the, the, the result wasn't in doubt, was it? Of course not. Look, let's let's like just pull back the curtain a little bit here. Eddie Dennis was out there with his team while Pretty Deadly was on commentary. Talk about looking smart and being smart, if you know what I mean. Yes, Pretty boy. Deadly, they aren't just handsome. They are hands all, if you get what I mean. Eddie Dennis, again, so intelligent, oh getting God. his team ready for a title shot. They came up just a little short in winning the titles previously. So instead of just running into a buzzsaw of other teams, they stopped, they regrouped, and then they got into a match where they could rebuild their momentum. Again, Eddie Dennis doesn't do things willy-nilly. That's why he stands head and shoulders above everybody else because he knows how this game works. He knows how to do things. He does things the right way, and that's why his team is getting the momentum going and is very likely going to find themselves yet again in the tag team title picture. I don't buy it. I, I, I just don't buy it. I like T-Bone. I like Primate. I like them being in the tag team. Hey, this is cool, I guess. But as symbiosis, this feels like a, a dare I say, watered-down hunt. A little diet hunt action. A slice of the hunt. Huh? Hunt light? Just a Watered down. It's the exact opposite, Flobo. It's filtered and stronger and more potent than ever before. They have cut the filter off the cigarette, and you're getting nothing but the <laughs> pure smoke from Eddie Dennis. Lordy. <laughs> God, uh, but in any event, I also agree with you about Pretty Deadly. This is so, so entertaining uh, on commentary. <laughs> this Eddie Dennis love it. It's gonna be hilarious. I think, I think I'm gonna show because he wouldn't you wouldn't believe that there's one guy who's an admin fan of him and be like, oh my god, hey, this is amazing. You know, uh, look, I know more people like checkers than like chess. I'm sure Eddie Dennis understands that. That's why more fewer people like him than than like silly, goofy characters. Only the intelligent, only the cream of the crop, only the top of the list understand Eddie Dennis. And so he, he gets that. Cream of the crop, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> speaking of those who are making things happen, Jordan Dublin, fresh off his flight to the United States, has a whole new outlook. It's looking mighty apparent. He's heading that light heavyweight division, being able to take on all comers. It gets very game Saxon Huxley. On one level, a very strong and beefy man, but on the other level, not so much the most impressive win-loss record. But the statement's the same. Jordan Devlin is looking to go to the top of the division here at NXT UK. Can we say he's going to be looking for Walter's gold soon? I think we can. Uh, obviously, the story is Devlin, so I do want to mention real quick. I, I think Saxon Huxley is kind of like the Mike Tyson of NXT UK. Like, with all due respect to, to Huxley, uh, Jordan Devlin is the more talented wrestler. But when you come in with such sheer power and just start a rampage the moment the bell rings, you can technically beat anybody. Uh, it didn't work out this time, but I still think Huxley has dangerous as they come and once he finds a way to get that focus again i'm still pitching for him to join the ranks of eddie dennis but once he gets that focus he's going to be unstoppable devlin on the other hand has just shown that he can hang with the biggest and baddest bruisers on the brawniest brand in wwe devlin is a cruiserweight no more using the eye rake the head butts to the back of the head and knowing how to do those things that make it so it doesn't matter how big and tough your opponent is because they're still going to work yet still showed us that power hitting the suplex on someone as big as huxley that means he can hit it on anyone that big including walter flobo i feel like we've been looking at this for months now jordan devlin walter just to me seems to be written in the stars i want to see it i think this is the match that's going to happen i think this is the one challenger that even has walter taking a step back and thinking hmm maybe i got to uh, be a little careful this time around I, uh, I choose my words carefully here. This might be a bridge too far currently. Now, I like Walter. Walter's one of the more dominant champions on the planet. I've been a fan of Jordan Devlin since day one. And don't you forget it, wrestling fans. But I do feel like there should be someone in the middle. Someone that looks like they can beat Walter. That can somehow uh, get into the ring with Jordan Devlin. Let me prove he can go the distance. I'm talking about those 15, those 20, those 25-minute matches. Show me that Jordan Devlin can beat Vake with someone like that. Like a Rampage Brown or a Joe Coffee, And then we'll talk but for him to go from saxon huxley to the wwe nxt uk champion i don't believe it i don't so you're just going to disregard the fact that he is the longest reigning cruiserweight champion in history because he went for a trip to the united states for a little bit i mean not, it's not like this is his first match he's not some guy who just signed a deal that's a good question no it's a good question i'm not saying i'm not saying oh he has no chance There's a lot of guys that have no chance like me or you no chance against yeah. walter i'm Both giving us all together don't have a chance <laughs> right. oh it's the over under 25 yeah. chops but what right. i'm saying i'm giving I'm putting that all into account i think he deserves to be in the conversation i think at any point in time that could be the case. But you're saying he's the next person to go after Walter. And I do think that is a step that's missing there. I do feel like Jordan Devlin really needs to put the showcase that he can totally dismantle someone we all thought was a hero first to really cement his slot as a number one contender. Well, I think I think we have that path being paved for us, Flobo. I think because I know the guys that run NXT UK, they know how to book things. They know how to handle things. They know how to make sure that we get the best possible matches. I have a feeling there's going to be a brutal three-way between Dragunov, uh, Coffee, and Rampage, and the winner of that match is going to face Devlin 
And I think Devlin is going to find a way to win, as he always does. And that is what's going to put him on the trajectory to face the ring general. Never bet against an ace. Uh, and, and lastly, before we roll out of here, Walter opens the show, which is really weird to think about it. The NXT UK champion has a little three-minute segment. And he pieces out. Uh, looking like he's going to solidify his slot as being a forever champion. Use that word again. So I guess to your point of the last discussion point with Jordan Devlin, it does seem that if, you know, patterns hold up, that Walter's next challenge will maybe the one to take him down. Hot take. Listen, Walter is the definition of a champion. I want you to think about something that we saw today. Now, a lot of people just saw Walter come out, say a few things and leave, and they might think, okay, that was just there. But there was more <laughs> to it, Flobo. You and I, as analysts, we've been watching wrestling for a long time, and we understand certain things mean more than meets the eye. He came out and he said, I'm always going to be the champion. Any other champion, any other country, any other brand says something like that and music hits and someone comes out and challenges him. Walter? No. He says it. Everyone keeps their fingers off the music switch. No one is in, in the gorilla position. No one's going out there because they know better because Walter is unstoppable and they know that all they're going to do is get a very red chest for their efforts. What up, Flap? That's rolling through, man. Draped in gold, draped in gold.com. I mean, you, I can't argue the logic. I, I can't. Jack, you're right. And hey, I hate when I have to do that. But before we move on to NXT Prime and our in your house preview show, do you have any last words about NXT UK this week? Just another amazing episode. Another example of how it's there's so much stake on that, on there. And like that, you know, the sizzle, sure, but I mean everything. Every week is just so good. Every week has matches you can't miss. They have matches, even their matches, you know, like today with uh, uh, Eddie Dennis and his crew against the tag team that was newly formed. That's still a hard-hitting, tough fight. Even Jordan Devlin going against a Huxley, who Huxley, as you mentioned, doesn't have the best win-loss record, but you're still like, geez, this is a tough fight. No other brand, and week after week, I feel like I keep saying it, but I say it because it's true. No other brand do you have to just fight and earn your spot the way you do at NXT UK. It's just incredible. Another amazing show, and again, another hats off to Kaylee Ray for the amazing job she did as women's champion. We say this every week, and I mean that with every hour. This is not a gimmick, guys. If you guys are not watching NXT UK, you can spare the hour. Please do. That brand not only means the support, but it's just a fantastic show. It really is. Uh, heading over to NXT Prime, the Tuesday Night Delight. I got this thing from Charlene in the chat. Not sure how true it is. She says, uh, I heard Logan Paul wants to join NXT. Can we talk about the fight? And uh, also, as an addendum, Logan Paul is doing WWE in boxing more than WWE can do in WWE in the week. And I want your thoughts about that, Jack. Not so much about that final comment, but more like Logan Paul, uh, more characters, more character celebrities get involved in the combat sports. I mean, I think there's a right way to do just about most things in WWE, uh, at least things that, you know, uh, uh, that involve wrestling and all that kind of stuff. But uh, sure. I don't see why not. I thought Bad Bunny was Bad Bunny was just at WrestleMania. I thought he did amazing. It got a lot of people talking. I think he showed showed himself to do very well. Um, I don't know much about Logan Paul. I know he's a social media guy or a YouTube guy. I, I don't know his real background, uh, but he seems like he's an athlete. He seems. I mean, he can clearly box and move. 
uh, whether or not, you know, there's a lot of talk about what went down with the Mayweather fight. Beyond all that, he's still an athlete. So, I mean, if he has what it takes to make it in an NXT UK, or I mean, just an NXT, uh, sure. I mean, he's got to prove himself just like anybody else, though. You know, Pat McAfee had to prove himself. Bad Bunny had to prove himself. If he can prove himself and do a good job, why not? Jack says, oh, come on in the open door. Doesn't work for big doors at all. Cause come right through. Uh, let's talk about Do our you main. Do you want to see Logan Paul? Would you be okay I, with it? I, you know what? I don't necessarily hate Logan Paul or Jake Paul, but the Paul boys. I don't. I don't necessarily hate them uh, like most people do. I, but I'm not a huge fan. So to me, it would be a completely neutral thing. And, and neutral does not mean I'm ragging on them. Neutral does not mean I'm burying them. For example, like Poppy is a perfect example. I did not. I wasn't familiar with Poppy at all until right. her appearance was NXT. I was neutral on Poppy, but now, I mean, okay, cool. I, I have a favorable position. I'll check out her music. So that's why it can work in those situations. So I am not, I'm not going to sit there and, and clench anyone's fist because frankly, Floyd Mayweather had to agree to the fight. Like no one forced him to. <laughs> it wasn't like he was broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's all good. And that's, and people will get mad about celebrities being involved in wrestling. You can go back to Stephen Amell, Snooki, who made a event at WrestleMania 1. Was Mr. T? It's like it's it's a part yeah. of wrestling. It's a spectacle for a reason. So, uh, yeah. And I should but. say, like I said, I, I to your point about Poppy again. Just for you, I don't really know. I I, I think he, he's a YouTube guy, right? Uh, Jake and Logan. Yeah, they're they're yeah. YouTube guys, uh, actors. Who I think Jake was on a Disney Channel show back in the day called Bizarre Vark or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I don't really know who they are, but that doesn't mean again, like like you said, say Poppy's a perfect example. I don't know. I didn't really know much about Poppy outside of the songs that we hear on NXT. Uh, right. But that doesn't mean she shouldn't be on just because I don't know who she is, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, w, w entitled who? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, that's a bad bunny, y'all. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that NXT takeover for you in just a second. So our main event was not really, really a main event. It was a stare down uh, between the, com the, the competitors of the takeover match this weekend. And mm -hmm. while I don't like to start off recaps with a promo uh, segment, I got to say this, man. Adam Cole's murder carrying cross twice in as many weeks. I don't care who you're rooting for Sunday. Adam Cole won last night or won this week, baby. You know who really won this week, Flobo? Don't tell me William Regal. <laughs> Certainly wasn't William Regal. <laughs> you know who won? <laughs> Jack Farmer. I've been saying for months now, William Regal is out of control. And everyone said Jack Farmer was crazy. Jack Farmer doesn't know what's going on. Yet here we are. Even the champion himself says, William Regal, you don't run anything. Even as Regal saying, you can't do this. He's like, shut up, dude. I'll do what I want. He said it flat out. You don't run anything. I was right. And Flobo, I told you so. I told you so. I told you, Flobo. I told you so. Welcome back to a very musical edition Draped and Go. Listen, man, it's not really about William Regal because if you saw the uh, – Now it's not. The WWE extra, they, they really are playing it up like he's totally lost control of NXT. They're not playing it. up anything. He's I, not in control. I hate it because, again, it makes you right. <laughs> I don't want that to happen because Regal is a national treasure. But it's all coming down. It does feel like the in, in the asylum is being run by the inmates or what have you. And uh, that main event, the five-way, the one Karrion Cross actually asked for, seems to be the linchpin of that. This can go a billion and one ways. I know we'll get to our preview a little later on in the show today. But what are you thinking after Tuesday night has the edge? Well, you, you mentioned at the top that uh, – 
Adam Cole's won twice in a row. And you've got to say he's the front runner going into this. It's in wrestling. We always talk about being a veteran. We always talk about trying to, uh, you know, outsmart people or understanding how the game is played. Adam Cole knows how the game is played. And that's why he's doing so well building up to this. That whole time he was the champion for however long, over a year. I can't remember the exact number of days. 480 days, I think. 480 days. I'll look it up. He learned a lot of things and he learned how to be the guy, as he said, whether he's murdering people on the microphone, whether he's outsmarting them in a brawl. And I think I know a lot of people love guys like Kyle O'Reilly and I get it, but you look at this, you see why Adam Cole was the leader of undisputed era. Kyle O'Reilly, I'm sure all the fans, we love that he walked right up to carrying cross and slapped him, but who got knocked out? Kyle O'Reilly. We all love that uh, you know Pete Dunn is someone who's willing to fight anybody, but who was who was left lying down? Pete Dunn. I'm a big fan of Johnny Gargano, but sometimes you know he comes out there talking. Who got knocked down? Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross. I'll take them all on. Well, guess what? Who was left standing? It was Adam Cole, baby. You don't bet against the guys that win all the time. You don't bet against Michael Jordan. You don't bet against Tom Brady. And you don't bet against Adam Cole. Officially, WWE recognizes his title reign as 403 days. Mom says he's got the pedigree, and I have to agree. I uh, can't wait for that match. And then the I, At first, I was thinking, did he do the pedigree? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Just like, I, was actually, gonna... I was actually, did I miss him do the pedigree? Was that, I, I should have said. <laughs> that was for Halloween Havoc. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, NXT uh, had their go home show for when he was inside of terms. I never do, uh, especially on the women's side in the shadows of our women's title matches weekend. Dakota Kai had a match against Ember Moon. Uh, and with Ember Moon getting the edge. And it definitely was, uh, you know, a, a match that to be still talked about. Ember Moon seems invigorated, <clears throat> while Satsi Blackheart is still on the shelf. But it does seem that Ember Moon's different than what she was in her first title reign. She looks a little bit more aggressive, being able to take the fight to Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I disagree with you on her getting the upper hand in this one, actually. And let me explain why. Uh, now, first off, I want to say Dakota Kai, Ember Moon, this could be a title match between two very talented, very deadly women. But the stakes were different for both of them. And I believe Wade Barrett even alluded to this. For Ember Moon, a win was needed. A win was a must for her this week. Ember Moon could not go into a match with Raquel Gonzalez after a loss. But for Dakota Kai... She just needed to hurt Ember Moon. And that's what happened. I think Ember Moon knew this was the game plan, which is why Ember Moon became the aggressor eventually. But I think uh, I think it was a smart part on her move, but on her, or on her part. But I don't think it was enough because Raquel Gonzalez is still healthy enough to show up at In Your House. And if Raquel Gonzalez is showing up at In Your House, she's going to turn it into her house. I think if she can get upright, no one can stop Raquel Gonzalez. And so I get why you would say that Ember Moon got the edge. I just don't think it was enough. All right. Well, speaking of having a little bit of the edge there, on the other side of the women's division, Mercedes Martinez had a match against Cameron Brene, but the match was a little marred because on the way to the ring, she got absolutely attacked by Zia Lee, which I have never seen someone that aggressive before. But that side, 
Mercedes called for the match anyway and won. Now, I know this match has no titles on the line, but I'm looking forward to this one more than ever. Mercedes Martinez, Zia Lee, your thoughts about that? Man, when this when Zia Lee came out and attacked Mercedes Martinez, it took my breath away. I had this like, oh my gosh, what did you just do? What just happened? There's no going back. There's no way of going back in time. This is happening. This is a war that's happening. The shots have been fired. And I was both excited and terrified about the prospect of these two going at it. And the fact that ever since Zia Lee's come back, no one has been able to fight her off. And the fact that Mercedes Martinez was able to just shows me how incredible both these two women are. My thought on the match was uh, the woman that was facing Mercedes Martinez should have rolled out of that ring and just gotten out of there while she had the chance. Uh, take the count out loss. What are you doing? This is such a dangerous place to be in. It's like two pit bulls fighting each other. You don't wait till one of them is done. You get out of there. But, but this match yeah. is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. Xia uh, Lee, Mercedes Martinez – just two monsters going at it and i don't have i i can't even flip a coin on this one it's funny because because i i understand cameron brene being like oh yeah she's beat up i'll take her but then that first part like oh 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 no girl run run <laughs> no no it was quick it was quick it's like look you know sometimes fate and destiny tries to give you signs flobo like when you first got booked against mercedes martinez she should have said no thanks uh, I know opportunities are hard to come by, but nah, too dangerous. I, I don't. I, I want to have a career after this. I don't want to be injured uh, beyond repair after taking a beat down from someone as powerful as Mercedes Martinez. Uh, then Destiny's like, "Look, we're gonna try to warn you. Zaylee's gonna come out there. This is your chance." She should have taken that chance, Flobo. I think Destiny was telling her, "Get out of there. Get out of there." Uh, just like horror movies when they the person has so many opportunities to get out of the house before they do and before it's too late. But uh, uh, it is what it is. Fortunately, it was short and merciful in a lot of ways. But uh, Mercedes Martinez, no one don't get in the ring with Mercedes Martinez. She's dangerous. I Have you imagine, heard her entrance music? I can imagine someone's like, sorry, Mercedes, you can't be number one contender because no one wants to fight you. <laughs> you haven't right. won a match because everyone's totally bailed on your matches. <laughs> i would no way no way I, like i said her, her walking down to the ring that is some cold entrance coming out like the music the the lighting oh ah, couldn't do yeah, it. it it's funny because like again if, if i told that she's like from connecticut you're like ah whatever but when she gets billed as brass city ct you're like oh whatever take my lunch money i don't know why i'm yeah. in the ring with you right now yeah uh, but just, <laughs> I'm also afraid. I'm I'm sick of my boots. <laughs> I would I, I would like Venmo it to her so she didn't have to come down and get it. I'd be like, don't worry. How can I make this easy on you, Mercedes? Here's my lunch money. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I could just imagine that. Yo, Mercedes, we got you booked in a match. Cling. No, you don't. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about my favorite segment of Tuesday night, and, and that is the debut or re-debut of the Million Dollar Championship. And, well, I have one gripe about this whole thing, and that gripe is they keep using old photos of Ted DiBiase. But other than that, this has been perfect. Cameron Grimes, L.A. Knight, Mercedes's, uh, Rolls Royces versus BMWs. Which man are you, Jack, first of all? And second of all, thoughts about the return of the Million Dollar Championship. 
I don't want to run this show off the rails, Flobo. I don't want to do something that's going to take you off of what your notes say, but I want to get back to a point I've been making again and again and again and again and again. What is the most dangerous thing in all pro wrestling? It's the NXT parking lot. Been that way for as long as we can remember. While William Regal does nothing about it, Day one, what does Ted DiBiase do? He brings security to stop things from happening, to break up fights. And you'll notice when Ted DiBiase was around, nothing bad happened. Even though L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes were walking side by side and they hated each other, there was no damage, no fighting. Nothing went wrong because Ted DiBiase thought about it, put the work in, and got some security to make that place safe. I don't know how you can defend William Regal week in and week out when it's clear to see he's letting things deteriorate beyond control. Do you see that man's budget? Do you see his office? He has no money. All right, don't get a Fort extra security. That's why it's the wild, wild west. You don't think William Regal's like, yes, I'd rather have all my talent get injured in the parking lot. No, it's the mean streets of Orlando, daddy. We're going to have a WWE untold or some other thing down the line where we find out William Regal so was dumb. just was just cutting all this stuff out and lying in his pockets with the money instead of investing in things like offices and security. It's sickening. Can we talk about the segment, please? Okay. <laughs> what? I will not stand in his William Regal slander week in and week out. He may lose his job the next couple of weeks. I don't know you'll be happy, but I won't be because he's actually the best mentor ever. So let's talk about this. This whole thing has been done so well. This whole thing <laughs> has been done so well. Let's be let's be let's be honest, man. This this build up, like I don't no. know. I, I'm trying to find the way to phrase this, but who could have thought? When Cameron Grimes was off TV for a little bit and all of us start seeing this news about game stock stock going up, that it would lead to Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight for the million dollar title in one of the most entertaining things that I have seen unfold in pro wrestling in so long. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I don't like to... Uh, pull back the curtain and, and talk about the internet and what they say on Twitter Good. and things like that. But I've heard people say things like uh, NXT isn't necessarily what it was before or uh, comparing it to different times and things like that. I'm going to say this. If you don't enjoy NXT right now, then I don't know what you're looking for. Between T and Shaw and uh, Mercedes Martinez, between this million-dollar championship coming back, between a five-way for the title, between uh, Raquel Gonzalez and all the other people in the women's division, this has been fantastic. But this story has just been so fun to watch. You're right. We're seeing these different types of people who are rich fighting it out over being rich, which is such a fun story to see uh, yeah. and such a commentary in a lot of ways. Uh, but and also climbing the ladder. Like, how great is this? It's just being done so, so well. Uh, and both these guys, by the way, beyond being incredibly, incredibly entertaining toots, they are... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's just it this week. Yeah, <laughs> he just threw toots out there. Uh, but beyond all that, these guys are going to tear it up in the ring, Flobo. They're so good in the ring. I think sometimes we just 
forget that Cameron Grimes is really talented rest at a wrestling. LA Knight is a veteran that's been doing this for a long time. This is one of those matches that could be a show stealer. Could be, very well might be. It's a hard storyline to describe to someone who hasn't who was not familiar with Ted DiBiase, but definitely it's it's they did enough reintroducing why this guy is important for new fans. It totally works out either way. But in the interest of time, we got to move on. Let's talk about the tag team division here. A GYV had a match against Austin Gray and Ike Manjiro. If you have not seen those, you know, then check out 205 Live. I doubt from time to time. But the real story there was uh, to Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa getting together, getting involved. GYV about to be a combustible thing. But who has the edge between these four men? GYV or Toothless Timmy or Old Man Ciampa? This is a great question. I'm glad you asked. I do want to say the two unranked wrestlers really did themselves favors, though, in their match with uh, Grizzled Young Veterans. I thought they made this very competitive and really good. So uh, if you're not watching 205 Live, another example, to your point, of why you should. There's a lot of great wrestlers there, and I think a lot of people when this match started thought this was going to be quick and easy, but they really, uh, they really brought it. So good on them. Uh, but, you know, as far as the question at, ha at hand, uh, I feel bad for the grizzled young veterans having to deal with these bearded old guys, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa, GYV, just being like, they were so logical. They were like, hey, let's have a tag team match next week. Let's also remove the rules so that we can do this the way you guys want. No tagging. We'll just fight it out. Exactly what everyone wants. But Thatcher and Ciampa, they want to have the match right away. Why? Because GYV just had a match. They knew what they were doing. They were trying to get him when they've been worn down and out after a tough contest. Fortunately, though, GYV, being the veterans they are, did the smart thing and rolled out of the way like true professionals. And I, for one, will be rooting for GYV next week when they have their scheduled tornado tag team match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for a structure as well. <laughs> Look. Let's talk I mean, about like, what, right? Like, what's like, I, it, I this was this was the like, it was the craziest thing that look, you guys want to keep, we didn't want to fight you, but you know what? We'll give it you, you can have your way, we'll have a match, we'll even do it all crazy style the way you guys like. Yeah. And they're like, no, we want it now, even though you just had it. Could you imagine that happening in any other sport? Could you imagine, like, uh, again, like the uh, the the Lakers, they just win a basketball game against the Heat or whatever. They're all sweaty. They're doing their post game. You know, yeah, it was a tough game. And then suddenly the the Celtics roll up out of nowhere. And like we want to play <laughs> you right now. Like, no, what are you talking about? The, Can I boo them the in the crowd too? Can I boo <laughs> them in the crowd? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what if that? Like that'd be the most absurd thing ever. Of course, they're not going to have the match right now. They just finished having a match. I look it, it one. You're absolutely right. That'd be hilarious to watch. The team just get off the bus like, hey, you got a match. Uh, but you know how I feel about uh, Champa and Thatcher. I feel like they're a tag team that they should not even be a tag team. And the fact they're coming out the way they do are more or less a nuisance. So I'm always going to be pro GYV in the situation, right? I, I just want them to destroy them and vanquish them as quickly as possible. So if they had the match today and GYV or this week and GYV would have won, I would have been happy. But waiting a week to see GYV do it in a showcase match, I'm even happier. Let these four men separate, right? Let them go the separate ways. Well, let two of them separate 
and one of them stay a team because Grizzled Young Veterans should stay a team. I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was trying to go for Tomino <laughs> reference and I totally screwed that up. But you know what I'm saying, yeah. y'all? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I got to yeah. talk about this too. Speaking of things that don't really incite me, Hit Row and Swerve had a match against Killian Dane. Now, B-Fab is amazing. It has the best verse in that song. If you guys don't follow WWE Music on YouTube, <clears> the song just dropped this week, the official version of the Hit Row theme. And uh, Killian Dane is going through some stuff. But here's a chance for you to I have my notes here. Let Jack gush about Swerve. Oh, thank you. Uh, there was a time, though, when Killian there Dane would have won time. this. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I can't even get mad. I've been singing this whole episode. <laughs> Uh, there was, I can't say. Uh, there was a time when Dane would have won this match and he would have done it handedly, but his friendship with Drake Maverick has made him weak. When he was a warrior fighting out of Belfast, uh, he was unstoppable, but now he's just a chum with a heart. And you can see the opposite thing happening on the other side of the ring with Swerve. Swerve's gathering alliances, but not because he loves them, because it's because they have value. They're ruthless, they're bloodthirsty. And if you want to see an example, and this is how the match played out, it's very interesting seeing the tale of two different guys building alliances. When Hit Row members got involved, no matter what happened to them, Swerve kept his head in the game. Swerve stayed in the match. Killian Dane, though, once his guy got involved on the outside, he became completely distracted and left his thoughts of the match completely, and that's what cost him the match. Right now, Hit Row... Sky's the limit. They could do whatever because their eyes are on the prize and they're doing the right things. Killian Dane, though, for him, the limit is for whenever he decides to become the beast of Belfast again. I don't know how he needs to get back on track, but being a friendly guy isn't the guy to do it, not in a business that's built around conflict. Do you think he still has a spot in Imperium or no? Eh, possibly. Uh, right now... I love Imperium, but I don't. I they're. I don't know what they're doing right now. They seem like they're still trying to regroup. They seem like they've lost a few battles and now trying to get their, get themselves back on track. Aren't we all, bro? Aren't we all? But Jack, I got some burning questions, y'all. These are questions mm. I came across while I was watching NXT this week. I need your help with them. I mean, if you yeah. can give us that that top tier insight. All right. Does LA Knight hire female companions just to listen to his stories? <laughs> no, I mean they want to. They want to be there. He's fascinating. He tells a great story. Did you hear hear how they were just yucking it up in the hot tub? They looked like a great time. They were all enjoying themselves. <laughs> I thought it was so dumb. We started splashing the water. I, could, I just lost it. Like ah, it so whatever. That was actually really entertaining. Both so those segments dumb. were incredibly entertaining and well done <laughs> so dumb. on a related note are you a rolls royce guy or a mercedes guy um i like the rolls royce i think is i if I, if they if all things were equal if i could have one or the other i'd go rolls uh what'd you make of brizango shirts this week i liked them they were fun the thing that stood stood out to me though is they were talking smack about Imperium, but did you notice they were like whispering, like they didn't want anyone to hear them talking to smack? It was like someone said, Hey, you know, you're gonna have a match with Imperium, we got to go sell it a little bit, say some things on the microphone. And they were like, Ooh, I hope they don't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? Nothing, nothing. Uh, like, yeah, if uh, you know, if they ever mess with us, we'll beat them. 
the ASMR promo. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, even though uh, Austin Theory and Orton had a match, it seems like Gargano and Pete Dunne were both getting involved. What do you make of this budding rivalry? I love the way this worked out. This was perfect. Friends of enemies having a match. And two guys, very underrated right now on the NXT roster. Only on, Lorican might be the guy that is the most underrated guy in all of WWE. And not just NXT, but WWE. When you look at the fact that he's broken both hands by punching someone so hard, yet at the same time was trained by Lance Storm, so is technically gifted, I don't know what else you could want from someone in a match. So I think this, I think he's incredible. Uh, Austin theory though, probably the most athletic guy around as far as strength and endurance and just having the motor to be able to do whatever he needs to do. Only yeah. thing, only thing theory is missing right now is experience, but sitting under that learning tree of Gargano is going to get him where he needs to be. Gargano versus Pete Dunn though. That'll be fun. Those are two NXT stalwarts that I don't, I, I would like to see go at it again, and I'd like to see if if the uh, technical wizardry of both of them can uh, can clash. And if you haven't or have not followed Oni Lorkin on Twitter, you should. That's kind of one yeah. of the most entertaining follows on, on social media. Yeah, uh, him and Oscar are my favorites. Oh yeah, Oscar set up a game for sure uh, for a long time. Uh, yeah. Would you like Iki Manjiro wrestle in a suit jacket? No, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I liked it. I thought that was fun. It was actually exactly what you want to do. It made him stand out. It made him a talking point. Uh, to me, though, I think that the jacket just gave his opponents something to hold on to and something to use against him more than it did help him. Fair. Hit Row has been a tear so far at NXT, unfortunately. Uh, what's next for them? Well, it looks like the United, uh, the, um, uh, um, not the United States, the North American title uh, seems to be the next in line, possibly tag team titles on the line and a confrontation either with Bronson Reed and MSK or maybe Legado del Fantasma. Is Triple H the best pitch man of all time? He's up there. He's really good. I've, I've always said Triple H is, uh, is amazing. I think Triple H doesn't get the credit he deserves sometimes. Uh, I know a lot of people will try to justify why he's done as well as he's done, but at the end of the day, it's just talent and everything, and being a pitch man is part of it. Just use the button right there, and the, the album is on your phone. Crazy. No. Uh, uh, that's Yeah, it was uh, – I, I was actually thinking – the one thing I wanted him to say, though, if I could give some uh, – if I if I could give some advice, you should have said professional so you, professional advice. <laughs> professionals, you know, as equals. Uh, I would have liked him to say, so you just released the album live on NXT. I think mm. I think maybe reiterating that would have been a good thing. But I actually thought that was a really cool segment. I thought that was a really cool uh, uh, cool thing to do, to be like, yeah, I'm doing it right here. Like, release the album on the show. I thought that was a cool synergy. Yeah, synergy. That's so corporate. Uh, Ever Rise Live with the pre-show, pre-show. JCF, are you in? I love Ever Rise. I want them to have their own show. I think they could have a uh, Supernova Session style show if they wanted to. And you know I'm not a big fan of those kind of shows on wrestling shows, but uh, yeah. those two guys are so fun. They're so – they're just – it's hard to explain. I want them to be interacting more with people. Maybe wrestle if they want to, but I just want to see them <laughs> interact with people.
Everize rules. It does say a lot for any roster and not just NXT because we, we review it. But it, if, you, if you're a local promotion and you have a smaller roster, say 20 people, making sure everyone plays a role. Like not everyone can be in an event every time. Not everyone can be uh, the, the curtain jerker every time. No one can be the workhorse. Just some people need to fill in segments and stuff. And so the Wait. fact that Everize has found their own spot. Would cool. you say that not everyone could be the, Le- the LeBron? <laughs> no. There's some people who can't be LeBron. LeBron has to pass to someone. That's... <laughs> it can't be just him deep cut i love it uh well this sunday it's nxt takeover in your house too and there's a little bit of a bias here in your house i wouldn't say it was a bad pay-per-view last year but it was easily my least favorite so i was a bit surprised we're doing a sequel but dare i say the lineup for this weekend's in your house is another level I don't mean it's the best of all time because that's subjective. I mean, there are so many ways things can go and can play out. I want to go through the matches with you, Jack. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show today, but Mercedes Martinez has been recruited or marked by Tian Shaw, but she has a match against Zia Lee, who is making her first ever in-your-house appearance. This could be the show stealer if it's not ready on a card full of show stealers. Thoughts about the match? This is the toughest one to call. I don't know. I, I I know I should be able to give you a straight up answer, but these are two people who I just can't see losing. I can't see either of them tapping. I can't see either of them getting pinned. I can't see I can't see how this is going to end. Uh, I think if I have to pick, which I have to, uh, Zia Lee. I think, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. It's a hard one to do because, again, Mercedes is actually one of my favorites, and yeah, she's definitely due to, to rebound a bit, but it's definitely Tian, Tian Shaw is the, is the X factor. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, what, what are we dealing with? We don't have no idea. Is it supernatural? And, is it tough? I don't have no idea what Tian Shaw is. And that's, that is what uh, breaks the tie for me is that uh, Zia Lee has some help on the outside one way or the other. Uh, she has someone cheering her on, rooting her on, scaring her to death for if she loses, where Mercedes Martinez is on her own. And I think that's going to be the, the deciding factor in the end. Yeah. Well, what about this for deciding factors? We have ourselves a six-man tag match, all titled on the line, the North American champion, the colossal Bronson Reed, teaming up with MSK all day to take on the Goddamn Fantasma. Like we said, it can go either way. Bronson Reed just got that title a couple weeks ago, but it could very well be in the hands of Legato when it's all said and done. Yeah, just to mention that promo they did earlier in the show, I thought it was such a shame that Bronson Reed, being such a coward, had to invite two friends to come to his side to have this whole situation play out. Coward! Uh, Unlike Santos Escobar just standing up for himself, but Bronson Reed apparently needs a tag team by his side to get things done. In any case, I think this is a great way of being efficient for Legado Del Fantasma to just take all the titles in one match. They're not paid by the hour, so yeah, I think this is going to be great. I think Legado Del Fantasma leaves with their own version of being draped in gold. Well, Mon disagrees with the end, and still the champs are going to retain after Sunday. Uh, also, one of my favorite matches I'm looking forward to talk about one I can see the show and a show I can see the show. A ladder match to determine the new million dollar champion, LA Knight Cameron grabs with Ted DiBiase watching ringside. This will be a fun match. I think this will be a very memorable match. I think this is going to be one that a lot of people are tweeting about, talking about. This is one you're going to want to see live because it's going to be all the Twitter conversation. But if I'm picking a winner and that's what we're doing here, I go with L.A. Knight. I think that Cameron Grimes is fun. I enjoy him. He makes me laugh. But this is about championships now, Flobo. This is about guys getting it done. And I think that L.A. Knight 
just would look perfect with that million dollar championship. I also like to look back at who the million dollar champions have been over the years. And it seems like they're more like guys like LA Knight than they are like Cameron Grimes. So you think it's going to be a clear cut winner. It's not going to be some shenanigans or a swerve or no contest or another option showing up and winning the title. Oh, I think things might happen, but I think LA Knight's going to end with the title in his hands. Well, the NXT Women's Championship is on the line. Ember Moon looking to prove to the world that she is worthy. He's taking on La Reina, Raquel Gonzalez in a match. What's going to hit hard? That's an understatement and a half there, Jack. I would never bet against Raquel Gonzalez. She's going to win. She's the champion. As long as she's standing up, like I said earlier, unless you put her out, she's going to come in and she's going to win. And she's unstoppable. No disrespect to Ember Moon. If it was any other person across from Raquel Gonzalez, I would still pick Raquel Gonzalez. She's the champ. She's the best. She's going to retain. And the richest prize in the black and gold brand, a fatal five-way. Kyle Riley, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, Adam Cole are all taking on Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. This is a fascinating one. And it's always so hard to pick with these because from what I understand, it's one pin wins, right? It's not elimination. Nope. So literally anything can happen. I mean, uh, you know, someone like... Uh, uh, Pete Dunn could put Gargano's fingers in a in a bit of a split there, and suddenly things are different. But I have to say, if anyone has proven throughout this buildup that they are smarter and better able to manipulate the situation than anyone else, it's Adam Cole. Adam Cole is the face of NXT, has been for a long time. I'm never betting against Adam Cole. I mean, if Adam Cole doesn't win, all that jibber-jabber will be all for not. I'm with you there. I think Adam Cole will be the best option to win, but if you really want to solidify Karrion Cross, if you believe in Karrion Cross, he has to find a way to win Sunday night. Yeah, this will definitely be a, this will be a big moment for him. If he can retain, then maybe he's everything he's been built up to be. Maybe all the, all the entrance theatrics are worth it. If he can't, I think a lot of us are going to be wondering, is he a little more hype than he is substance? Ooh, make sure you clip it out and show it to him and tag him. <laughs> no, sir. Please, please do. Please do. I want to see what kind of heat Jack gets. It can't be all the love <laughs> from any tennis. Uh, but <laughs> that does it for us, man, on this edition of Draped in Gold, your weekly resource into NXT and NXT UK. Jack, there's always a good time, arguably, hanging with you every Thursday. But if someone want to catch up with you and see you online, how they go about doing that? Yeah, you can find But Are we doing the uh, pick of the week? We the can. MVP? I totally forgot about it. <laughs> or are you going to cut it out? I think we both no. are going to say Mako Satamora. Well, I mean, I, I had Mako Satamora, but I had actually forgot about that. I didn't scroll down. Thank you so much. You're, that's why you're the best okay. host in the game, baby. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Mako Satamora, I mean, I think that regardless, she's the winner. But uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. As mentioned, on Mondays, I'm doing the Wrestling Inc. after show uh, for Raw. I do the Anytime Radio, where we're counting down the top 20 songs of the week. I do the Elite of the Week, counting down the top 10 AEW wrestlers of the week. I also do uh, Evolution of Movies, where we chat about movies and break them down. We just released an episode on Pulp Fiction, which is a Ooh. lot of fun. Uh, so check that out. And uh, also, I'm hosting the uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood uh, every weekend where we uh, do shows. And I am a backstage interviewer and host there. Uh, also, been working with Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy here in Southern California and uh, doing some fun stuff there that you might be able to see on their YouTube page. 
This is why the Jack's the best host in the game because I had forgot that. Yes, Michael Adam Moore totally made it happen, uh, showing the world that the NXT UK Women's Division is top flight. Affable Boys on social media. It's a private account on Instagram, but that's I own that too. Hit me up, flobigo.com, drapedandgold.com. And if you want to know more about the shows that I'm hosting, learn more at newamsterdam.com. This weekend, I'll be rocking with the boys that the hashtag show on their In Your House recap show. Make sure you check out for links for that. I'll put that on my social media accounts. But, Jack, until next time, say the words. Do your best and be yourself. <laughs>